I find that if I leave an idea too long and worry about all the equipment I need or all the like exact points about it, then it goes really stale and then yeah. I can't execute it yeah. in this exciting way. Interesting. You need to go into doing straight away. You can't... Yeah, uh, yeah there's a momentum with the creation. Yeah, which is why I'm definitely like a chronic imperfectionist. <laughs> But I think it's how you keep your work looking exciting and I'm happy to sacrifice some of like the perfection aspect of yeah. the work for the exciting aspect of the work. Yeah. Like, yeah. In terms of building up skills or building up knowledge, yeah. it's just important to constantly be just choosing like random skills to learn or just something you're interested in and then later on maybe you have an idea and you'll be like oh I know how to do this yeah um, you don't have to have an idea and think I need to spend six months learning how to do this to get to this idea you know, so. so yeah normally I'd say I'm uh, a film and sort of performance artist Okay. which is what I've been saying and I'm sort of just breaking into live performance so I've only started doing that in the last couple of months okay. but I've always sort of wanted to call myself a performance artist because you know in the film I use myself quite a lot so I'm always performing in front of the camera it's quite okay. important to me um, yeah trying to okay, cool. describe myself as what I think my strengths are yeah do a bit of sculpture but essentially I think yeah film let's just walk on yeah Well, I, I suppose like my work's always been about identity, so it's always, in a way, been, for want of a better word, self-involved. You know, it's feminism, but feminism through my experience, because I think, yeah, uh, I don't know if I want to speak on behalf of others. Yeah, and yeah. so like, yeah, so it's always been to do with myself quite a bit, and I feel like yourself will always come across in your art. But yeah, it was suddenly the fact that I was like. In Budapest, I realized, oh, I don't, I don't have this equipment. And then I thought, after university, this will be the same thing. You know, I won't be able to afford to get a studio and things like that. And I was trying to consider what is always available. And that's me. And I like directing, but I think sometimes when you're trying to do something, when you're trying to be really... Because the best art comes from spontaneity. And when you're telling someone what to do, there's always this barrier. And so some of the spontaneity goes when you're just like, yeah, instructing someone. When you're using yourself, I think you can come across a lot more like surprises and how your body can act and look. Uh, why did you choose this place for me? It's like Portobello Beach, and I mean we are in this cafe because the wind. But yes. But yeah, why, why did you choose this place for me? It's in comparison to Edinburgh, I wanted to choose a place that I really like going to. And I wanted to choose a place that wasn't to do with my university degree. So I think that sort of takes up quite a lot of your life Yeah. Uh, while you're up here. And it's like home, uni, yeah. food. It's like the big triangle of where you go, that this is like where I go. Um, you know, you can just be here and it's just escape here in a way, I suppose. But then also, yeah, I did the filming. I did some filming here a couple of weeks ago mm -hmm. and that was just fantastic. And it was really great being outside and it meant you... No, really enjoyable. You can really get into the filming and things like that. And um, a couple of years ago as well, I hosted embroidery workshops here. Okay. And so that was the first time I sort of taught art, as it were, even though it was just like a craft. It was like we were here and I was sort of managing a group. So okay. So I'm like, yeah, first time I earned money from doing something like this. So see, I mean, no, I don't have a physical ritual. I don't have. 
I think my lifestyle isn't organised enough for that anyway. You know, I don't exercise or remember to eat three meals a day every day. So like, my life doesn't revolve around that in that way. But I think if I was thinking about process before I start to make an artwork, it's not so much a ritual. It's more like a series of mood swings, I think, is the best way to describe it. And so, you know, you get sort of really excited and suddenly you just I find like if it was going to relate it to a sort of physical act it would be sort of walking along so you know you're sort of walking you get into automatic walking mm -hmm. um, I think that's the best way to really like zone out into concentrating on something is while you're actually yeah. moving when you're lying down or being still it's not quite the same yeah um, so then that's sort of the way that you start thinking about ideas yeah just sort of like buzzing about in your head and then I try and just write down or sketch down anything that's in my mind um, and it can go either way I mean sometimes the idea just stops and that's a bit sad <laughs> you come to this sort of artist block and you have to like accept that maybe this really exciting thing isn't going to happen anymore and sometimes it goes into an actual thing yeah I see. Um, but I think it's at least for the sort of yeah so when you get this collection of ideas you have to start making as soon as it's like the right time to start making if that makes sense okay yeah so i do have a studio but i've found myself using that a lot less this year i i went to i lived in budapest for half a year i was on like a exchange there and we didn't have a studio, and that was the first time I just haven't had this space that is my own to go to. Yeah. And so I got quite trapped in my bedroom and found myself making art in a whole new way. So I started off really trying to make it like I was making at university, and I found that's impossible without a space of your own. It's just very, like, claustrophobic. And so that's when I turned a lot back in on myself and started sort of dressing up and things like that. Yeah. Um, and found that, for me... It's, I much prefer just working all over the place, you know, I like yeah. costumes and things, and yeah, I really like using the outside. Ah, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. For me, I only realised yeah. what's indirectly inspired my work, or more to the point, what's indirectly come into my work afterwards, and sometimes it's something that really isn't anything to do with my intention. Um, and then I find that some part of my life has sort of entered in. Like, I remember, I was thinking about this, so I was remembering back to when I did foundation, and um, I was making all these isolation boxes, so like these boxes that you could put on your head that were sort of stuffed with velvet, and so the idea was you went in and you were completely isolated um, from everything else, and then I ended up making this sort of giant womb piece that you could get inside. Like, uh, And then the sort of after I made it, I was looking at it, I was thinking, I'd just been through quite a difficult time uh, and suddenly I was like, I've made all these isolation boxes because I'm not having, I'm having, finding it quite difficult to be in the world at this point. But sometimes I'm a bit annoyed when things come in indirectly. <laughs> yeah, this, this wasn't intended, but I, I, you know, I think art's just a way of sort of working through your life as well as yeah. projecting yourself as an artist.
there are a few combinations in your work that I that I like, and I kind of just wanted to ask you um, if you could uh, comment a bit more about it. Yeah. Like for example, uh, you have a lot of like porridge with wigs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, do you have something to tell me about porridge and wigs? Yeah. Well, I suppose yeah. wigs I've been obsessed with for a really long time. Like as we talked about earlier, I love fake things. I'm really interested in fake things and. Um, things that sort of stick to your skin like I've always been quite into clothes and quite into dressing up um, and people seem to recognize that about me a lot so I've always felt quite exterior in a way because people talk about me in relation to my clothes and how I look quite often um, and so yeah I got very interested in wigs just because it's sort of like it's a it's a way of shape-shifting that's what I like to think of dressing up as um, and so that's what that started off as and then uh, you know, that just sort of led on to so my work it's almost now entirely revolves around beauty and around appearance yeah. and like what that does and so I, it just got me thinking about health and things like that Yeah. Um, so hence the porridge as a sort of health substance and also a slightly disgusting visceral substance yeah. when you zoom in like I really like um, how things feel you know like I'm really into fabrics like fur and velvet and things like that and so I do quite like this idea of sort of manipulating material matter to yeah. sort of disrupt what it looks like. Um, and also, as I mentioned earlier, so I'm very chaotic. I do feel somewhat separated from this sort of wellness culture and beauty culture, but then at the same time very in the beauty culture because I'm very into dressing up. And so I'm quite interested in that conflict there as well. Recently, I feel like there are a few things that you did that are uh, really mixing horror and yeah. beauty. It's really interesting. It sort of really blends into feminism, horror, because of like slightly, not slightly, the massively misogynistic tone under a lot of horror films. But then also how much it relates to the body and how horror is about sort of manipulating the body to create this sort of fearful image. Mm -hmm. And it's a really... It's creating this fearful image as horror, and I think when people watch horror films, you know, you think, you know, that's terrifying, blah, blah, blah. But then you've also got to consider that the way the fearful image is being created is through a person, you know, it's through, like, societal norms and things like that. So, like, Carrie, obviously, it's, like, the biggest horror film, and all this idea about periods and how it seems to be both a feminist film and yeah. sort of really misogynistic film. Yeah. Like, uh, look, I'm really interested at the moment in this female body that doesn't exist, which essentially, you know, the mythical, idealised female body. And so drawing from the witch hunt is really interesting because the witch hunt, essentially, the figure of the witch was created as propaganda. So it's created as the opposite of what the female body should be in order to remind women of what they should be, you know. And so yeah. it's depicted as infertile and often old or beautiful but ugly on the inside. And so, like... I'm really interested in how people form these female bodies as a way to control society. And I think that's sort of how it links to beauty. Yeah. This, I'm really interested in sort of beauty adverts and things like that. Weird, perfect women that just don't really make sense. I watched, um, did you, have you, have you seen Marriage Story? The yeah, loved it. It was so good. And the clip right at the end, um, when they're all going trick-or-treating, and then Adam Driver's just behind in a ghost costume. 
Um, I thought that was great. I was like, it's, I, 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 as I said, I really love fakery and I really love cliche. And I suddenly thought this ghost costume was such a good way of like having him represented as somewhat of a memory, but then somewhat present at the same time. So I've been like researching ideas around hauntology, so this idea of being present and absent at the same time. Okay. Um, and so I was looking into beauty as like, uh, I wanted to be more personal about it. So I wanted to look back at people's actual memories of sort of learning about beauty or being taught about beauty. Okay. And so I was thinking of it as this sort of present and absent thing in our sort of lives and a sort of fragmented memory around beauty, especially in relation to gender. It's this sort of uh, conflict of gender as something that's taught and something that's innate as well, yeah. uh, depending on you believe I don't know uh, and so yes that's why I wanted to use the ghost costumes with the face masks on and I wanted to bring them out into the outside like I've been really into using like nature and things like that so sort of presenting things as allegorical stand-ins for like different types of body and sort of like yeah the conflicts are going with that especially in relation to identity so um, yeah I combined these ghost videos out in the sea um, with like uh, ASMR bath bomb demos which is where I've been getting all my footage from like, I use a lot of found footage um, because I'm looking into popular culture so. and uh, yeah and so I, I don't know I wanted to really bring in a narrative I wanted to sort of relax into my work and so it is just sort of quite uh, funny piece in a way I guess it's just all about these ghosts sort of exploring these different like worlds looking for something or nothing and okay. not really knowing where it is I can't give ghosts a gender. <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted them to just be yeah, a face searching rather than apply too much of a body to them, I think.